A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. And the difference tonight is double woman. Yay. Is that XXXX chromosome? After Friday, we needed to redress the balance somewhat. It got very blokey there for a moment. Yeah, a little retroactive. (laughs) It It was very 90s, actually, for a good... Oh, three or four hours before they they came to blows. What, like, what, 1890s? Yeah. Or, no. Well, they were talking about, you know, Totty of the Week and all that stuff. I mean, we could do that if that's what the people want, but I don't yeah. think we do anymore. Yeah, we'll do what the people want. We'll do... Because we're people pleasers. Well, that's what ladies do. Within reason. But given the fact that we're on Periscope, we don't really want to do what those people want. Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. if you want to give us a call. We're just talking about that story that was mentioned in the news about Norwich Football Club apparently trying to... Um, de-testosterone the opponents by painting their dressing room pink. Psych them out with colors. That <laughs> sounds not very masculine to me. That is some deep sort of uh, psyops there. But you were saying they do that in prisons. Yeah, that's a that's a technique. I don't know. I mean, they do say that there's things like yellow. If you are in a yellow room, that makes you feel crazy and act crazy. Oh, really? They say red makes you hungry and apparently pink calms you. I don't know if it takes away the testosterone. It just makes you mellow. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, some of those footballers could do with being a bit more mellow when yeah. you see them throwing themselves around like idiots. But I, you know, I would suggest that they throw their um, efforts and energy into perhaps just being better at their sport. So less less on the redecoration tip and more like just do some jumping jacks yeah. and, and, you know, throw kick the ball around. I was going to say throw the ball around because that's what we do in America. God's country. What the hell's going on? There's a man coming in here. What do you want? Look at this man. I have a lot of... Ash! Are, do you, How are you doing? All right. Yeah. Do you wear pink? Do you have pink in oh, your house? Oh, I've got pink things, yeah, but yeah. not much. Yeah, not much. Not much. Yeah. Uh, what have you lost? Keys, yeah. Keys. Oh. There are no keys here, my friend. No keys. You want to get one of those keys that you whistle to. That's a good idea. Go to, right. go to the 90s. Again, the 90s are where you'll find those key rings. Were they 
that was that just a little uh, sneaky attempt to kind of bloke up the show? Oh, for sure. They just sent that man sure. in. There'll be another one in in about ten a, minutes with all that facial hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it didn't work. He wears pink. He does wear pink. He's, he's the wrong one. They're, I think they're going to soften us up with that one, and then they'll start sending in the, <laughs> the big guns. Do you I, have big guns, man? No, not really. No, yeah. they're all in the other channel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and they're not really guns so much as... Yeah, pistols? Yeah, water pistols. Water pistols. Okay. <laughs> but bless them, they try. Yeah. 0344 um, You can be a big gun or a water pistol. We'll be happy to fire you. Yes. Anyway, by the way, I didn't get fired. Uh, anyone who is uh, concerned about that, I can put your mind at rest. i tell you who we have got. We've got Rory on the line. Hey, Rory. Someone here beside Hey. Hey, you, you're in Edinburgh, right? I'm in Edinburgh. Do you hear Edinburgh around me, Cass? Hang on, let's have a listen. Yeah, definite, the definite sound of Edinburgh. Yeah, there's a little white yeah. noise going on there. <laughs> a lot of white noise. There's two policemen in front of me. And there's like there's not a lot, not a lot of banging or beeping or anything, but it's 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 good. No, Edinburgh's yeah, a very civilized place. Earlier. Sorry. Go on. What did you say? No, it's okay. I said it was noisier. Earlier. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. So, what have you been up to, Rory? You're uh, you're our Edinburgh I've correspondent. Been doing loads. I saw Sarah Barron today. Um, who oh, she's you awesome. Show. She was amazing. Um, she is like the dirtiest woman i've ever seen on stage it was like uh oh my god um if you like dirty women <laughs> go and see her so it was seriously it was it was it was really good it was it was it was amazing oh i'm glad she did um, well yeah and i i remember and she remembered me and I, I remember her saying when i called in like about three weeks ago or something and she said, um, "Come and see me after the show and everything." And then she remembered me and everything. So that was that was like enlightening and self-esteem inducing and everything. Yeah. And I understand why I, I understand why Ian likes her because you know Ian has this thing where he likes women who look a bit like men. What? Did you know this? I thought you were his best friend. He doesn't like women that look a bit like. What do you mean? He likes, he, he said this before. He likes women with men's names. He likes, you know, Carrie Grant from Carrie and David's Pop Shop? Yeah. He likes her because she looks like a man. He said this before. <laughs> and what kind, wait, what kind of man? Like in what way? Like biceps or just like a really square jaw or an Adam's apple? A sort of, I don't know, Kitty. It's sort of just um, a general, what, uh, it's, it's just, a lump in her trousers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is there. That is there. Her whole thing. <laughs> She's got a thing. You know what she does? She produces her, um, uh, her porn story that right. she wrote when she was 13 years old. <laughs> I'm intrigued. And she produces it She's on great. the stage. She's amazing. She's got like four star reviews, but it is the dirtiest show. Everything. I hope she takes it other other places because this is her first go, isn't it, Edinburgh? I, it's her first go, but she's, I think she's got like five four star reviews, and uh, she's done so well. She's, good. She's, she's amazing. Good. She's really really good. It was such a good pick to have her on the show. Are you seeing other acts while you're up there? I've seen loads of great. I, I've, I've seen Gina Alexander, who's a Canadian uh, of Jamaican origin, and she is so funny. She's brilliant like about relationships and people and so many things she had this thing she's called Diana Alexander yeah but uh she 
she said, she was like, um, oh, a, a, Scottish, a Scottish person said to me, um, oh, your your name is, is Scottish. And uh, how did you get that? And she was like, uh, slavery? <laughs> there is that. It's the so thing that links us all together. Yeah, yeah um, and I saw Jolly Boat. Jolly Boat are fantastic. They had they do parody songs. They do a version of Park Life. Oh yeah, where like all it's it's based on a pub quiz where all the answers rhyme with Park Life. Um, <laughs> it's stunning. I mean, I've been going to Edinburgh for like eight years, and this is the best one ever because I'm old and um, I know what I'm doing. I don't have any shame anymore. So. Well, and also, I guess now you're cutting right through all that because there's a lot of stuff to cut through in Edinburgh. I, I mean, I've only been the once and I can see how you would get completely overwhelmed by the amount of choice there and also the number of people doing stuff in the street and trying to sort of coax you in at two o'clock in the yeah. afternoon to go and see stuff and before you know it, you've you kind of missed the stuff that you really wanted to see. Yeah, Rory, what's your Edinburgh hack? Like, how do you focus in on just the good stuff, on the tenderloin? Here's the thing <laughs> to do i went to a show by dahlia malek it's called the interruption show and um the deal is that uh dahlia and colin chadwick are on the stage and they do their bit then the next thing is that they introduced like four different comedians mm. so they had eleanor tiernan they had um dana alexander they had uh, two other people i can't remember but they like interrupt them and ask them what, what basically interrupt their set yeah. and say, oh, can you elaborate on that or can you tell me what that was about? And if you go to compilation shows, basically is what I'm trying to say, yeah. you'll see like 10 minutes of somebody's one-hour show and then the next day you're going, I'm going to their show and they'll tell you what their show is at the end. So anybody who's like going to be in Edinburgh for the next, you know, I think it runs until Sunday. Um, so you've got all week. Um, just go to a compilation show, maybe on the first night, second night, and then you'll then you'll see some of those people. That I think that's my Edinburgh hack. Kid. Yeah, let's be honest. Some of it is. I mean, there's a lot of like amateurish stuff there because that's the whole point. You know, it's supposed to be people trying out. It's not supposed to be tried and tested comics going and doing their things. Although that does happen still. But there are some real gems, aren't there? We we saw a thing last year when we were in Edinburgh. Was it last year? The year before? It was um, a one-man show about Charles Hawtrey from the Carry On films. Oh, oh wow. It was amazing. Yeah. And we were sitting in what was essentially, what looked a lot like what like an old classroom or an old lecture theatre. We're all in rows with with desks in front of us. It wasn't the most comfortable thing, but for, the, for that half an hour, hour or whatever it was, we were completely lost in this world. And it was just one guy, one set. He was just fantastic. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. You're seeing shows all over the city in the, in the weirdest places but there's some real talent there it's a smorgasbord of inspirational creativity we're just out of uh, Paul Foote's show yeah um, and uh, he was he was stunning he has he's, he's actually he's part of a growing um, uh, collective of people in the British media who have a problem with Greg Wallace and that was like about 10 <laughs> minutes of his set well, Greg Wallace, the, the lover of the big spoon from the cooking shows. From the cooking shows, yeah. And he does about 10 minutes in the show, which is anti-Greg uh, Wallace. He was so concerned about Greg Wallace that he compared it to a certain um, uh, movement against uh, sexual harassment that's been going on for the past year. Wow, really? So, uh, yeah, he said he, said his, he said he wants, by this time next year for um, 
his hatred of Greg Wallace and getting Greg Wallace off TV to be as big as the Me Too movement. Wow. So that's, that's what we're doing. Wow. So, Rage. He really does not like those shows. No. He I'm... doesn't like Greg Wallace. He doesn't like Greg Wallace. And a lot of people don't. Leon from Gogglebox didn't like Greg Wallace either. And Nick Abbott doesn't like Greg Wallace. I don't mind Greg Wallace. You know what? Greg Wallace needs to go up to Edinburgh and do a rebuttal show. He does. He needs to. Yeah, Kitty. You're right. He totally needs to. Yeah. Maybe you could take Nick happen. Knowles to do the sort of be the house band. That would be amazing. Yeah, actually, you know what? Talking to Nick Knowles, Sarah Barron has wonderful a wonderful bit about Michael Bolton. Oh God, I love and that I, man. I, oh my God, he was he's featured in her pornography when she was thirteen. What? Yeah. Well, I suppose he did look a bit like Fabio at that time. He was. He just looked like a big, like, carved-out Easter Island head. <laughs> well, <laughs> with a beautiful wig on top. Yeah, yeah. with a, like, oh. flowing, uh, yeah, meadow just springing forth from Although, his brow. did you ever meadow. see that Netflix special with him? Michael Bolton's romantic Netflix special? No, I missed that, It Catherine. was amazing. Why? Because he took the piss out of himself for oh, an hour. He's he was a cool just, guy? Yeah, he's really cool. You'd All like right. him. All Maybe right. it's now he's lost the mullet. Maybe that's what the power was. But yeah. he, he was. It, it's well worth having a look for if you can. It's, it's, it's so funny. He just looks constipated when he's singing. I don't like that. How can we be when we can be free? <laughs> How can we roll and not? Something about making amends then, isn't it? I think. Don't pretend you don't know all the words, Rory. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, it's been rolling around my head all day. She played it at the like the end of her show oh, today. I want to see that show now. Yeah, boy. Oh, come, come, come to Edinburgh. Yeah, come. You've got like Saturday and Sunday uh, okay. after you do after you do the week. What's it called? Do you remember what it's called? It's called Four Worst. F-O-R-W-O-R-S-E. As in for better, for worse. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, she's so And good. there are, it's like about marriage and relationships and um, masturbation. Oh, I, so. you know, I'm, I have varying skill sets with all three of those. So I, I it's, it, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. It, it speaks to me and I need to know, yeah. I need to go and compare some notes. She's so good. I, I hope she does something, uh, something closer to where we are. Thanks very much for giving us a ring, Rory. You take care. Enjoy the rest of Edinburgh. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Good old Rory. 0344-499-1000 if you want to give us a ring. I did see something about Nick Knowles, actually. We've been talking about him there. He does come up a lot on this show. Does he? Because he's a man who seems to take himself very seriously. And, of course, that will leave him open to... um, Let's be honest. Why? Why do people take themselves like? There's. I, I was just doing a show. I, I was in L.A. Uh, for the last couple of weeks doing uh, some filming for a BBC Four show that's going to pop up next year, and uh, we're looking at a lot of American artists from the 70s and 80s, and um, one of the art, one of the bands, Hollow Notes. They take themselves very seriously. Do they? Yeah, they do very seriously. Like no sense of humor. Like all business, you know, songcraft, technique. You know, hard work. That's all great. Not knocking it, but they're just you know not not a, a, a hint of self-deprecation. Well, even though for most of us they are kind of fun. They're I know they're all about the fun times. It's the music that you play. Like in fact, I think that John Oates's mustache has a Twitter account or something like that. Like people love to you know it's like fan fiction. Like yeah. people like to de- deconstruct the personas and. Um, they're not. They're not real happy about all of that. They're like they're they'll they'll sort of tolerate, tolerate that sort of level of, of uh, fan fiction and fun. But they're not embracing it. Uh, do you think it's because they feel like their art is more serious than, 
Do they? Mm, I wonder whether they feel like people take the mickey out of them. Well, I think and their art is serious business to them. I think the thing is, I mean, they're ex- you know, whereas Lionel Richie seems to have fun with yeah, it. That's a great example because the thing is, is both Lionel Richie and Daryl Hall and John Oates as a duo um, are are wildly talented yeah. and have made masterworks of pop music over the decades. So you know, no one's no flies on those guys. But um, yeah, you think that they could unclench their buttocks a little bit, Hall and Oates? It's a shame, isn't it? I interviewed Alvin Stardust once, and I thought he'd be fun. Yeah. Wasn't. Wasn't. Oh, you know what? David Cassidy also kind of, he used to be pretty uptight about things. I, you know, William Shatner, the same way. And and I guess there is that thing where they get defensive because pop culture is pop, and it's perhaps seen as disposable, but it really isn't because yeah. it's embedded in our DNA over the decades. And we still love, I mean, I still love the Partridge family because I listened to them nonstop when I was a kid. Well, there's a theory, isn't there, that pop music is silly and for girls until like 20 years later when the guys decide that actually it was quite cool. And then yeah. all of a sudden um, they know more than the girls who followed them oh. absolutely religiously, that whole thing. Thank you so much. That is exactly it. And then they deconstruct it and get all... Like, explain it to you. Explain it to you and get all egghead meathead about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it, I feel it's a real shame. And pop music, you know... My parents would always say, oh, this is crap, you know, that you're listening to. And you go, well, it's not supposed to be music you sit and listen to. It was supposed to be music that was on at parties. It's on the background. It's yeah. to make you dance. You know, And it's it, not for you, mom no, and dad. No. And so what about this Nick Knowles character? So you're oh, saying... Well, okay, so you know he had his own album that he made. I think his brother was in the band and stuff. Yeah. It kind of smacked of someone who... Um, Try hard? Someone who no one said no to. Okay. Someone who no one said, ah, do you know what, Nick, maybe this is just for us, for fun, for home. And, he, you know, he, he went on the Amazon, um, you know, charts and stuff and it was very quickly reduced and, and people laughed at it a lot and he, he did try very hard. He made some videos. Yeah. Um, look them up if you ever okay. want to laugh. But here's another thing that he, he... Don't mess with him when it comes to cafeterias. Oh, what? Television presenter Nick Knowles called, some, called something of a social media stir when he posted 40 tweets about a cafe 40. after they told him he would have to wait an hour for a sandwich. To be honest, an hour for a sandwich is excessive. It is excessive. But Also, did... this is a man who can redecorate your house in 15 minutes. Why can he do that? DIY SOS, you oh, see. okay. All right. So he knows about budgets and he knows about time. He he knows about yeah how to budget your time. <laughs> the DIY SOS presenter vented his frustration on Twitter following a visit to the Curious Cafe in Cheltenham on Saturday. He did not wait for the sandwich because he had an event to attend, he said. Right. Knowles, 55, in case you were wondering, right. said, I'm surprised anyone in the food business would think asking any customers to wait for an hour for food is okay. Any customers meaning, and I'm a special Did one. he? Did he actually, I wonder if he said, don't you know who I am? Did he say I that? I almost guarantee he did. Yes. The Curious Cafe responded by pointing out it has a very small kitchen and only two chefs, adding its food is the highest of quality. But Knowles, who did not wait for the meal, replied, yeah, I can see that. And people love the place, but tables were free. Perhaps less tables, a more prep space solution? Uh, uh, he's trying to get himself a job. He wants to be a prep chef. Well, he wants to make them a nice workbench. Yes. The restaurant said the garden tables were completely full. Until we can expand our kitchen at peak time, there will be a wait. Okay, I, they're both jerks. <laughs> I mean, he's a bumhead, and they're just bad at their job. They can't make a sandwich in an hour. An hour. I mean, what kind of sandwich was it? You oh, know, yeah. yeah, that is. There's some deficiencies being bandied about there from both parties. Yeah. Yeah, much as I hate to admit but, that maybe... Um, but wait a minute, 40, t- 40 tweets from him about 40 that. is excessive, right? Okay, 
this is what psychologists call, and perhaps our psychologist who, who listens in can, can opine on this matter, but displacement. There's something else that's eating at him. What is it? Perhaps it's the fact that nobody liked his music. Well, he loved it, okay. but nobody else did. But he took it out. He took it out on the sandwich makers, who admittedly are not a very dab hand at making no. sandwiches. It sounds like they do need to butter a bit faster. They need to, to get that knife in and out, in and out, in and out. <laughs> Hello, Hugh. Hi there. Hey, what's going on? Um, well, I'm happy to hear Katie back on the show. Oh, thanks, Hugh. Um, and I was I was wondering about accents, particularly yes. Katie's accent. Yeah, I'm wondering about it. Help. Do you do you have to do anything to preserve your? You know, because you've lived yes. in UK for a long time. Yes. On and off, but you know, you still sound just the same as you always did. Ah, uh, yeah. but do you? Well, here's the thing. That's a great question, and I'm always interested in accents and the way they morph. Um, so when I have occasion to review various TV and radio shows that, that I did in the 90s, I'm always struck by the fact that I think I sound transatlantic, like more transatlantic then, and almost like a little camp. I don't you know. Mean, you mean transatlantic or mid-Atlantic? Uh, well, mid, no, like, like um, yeah, mid-Atlantic, well-corrected, sure, cat, gotcha. Um, but oh, a, no, a, I just want to be... <laughs> But a little, but a little bit like I'm. I have one foot in both camps, is what I'm trying to say. So, but um, I did go back to L.A. I, or I lived in Los Angeles for 12 years, from 2000 to 2012, and I think that I I reinforced my natural American accent, and in fact got more confident with it because when I first moved here. In the 80s, I think I felt a little less than, like, mm -hmm. you know, the British accent or all the accents that you have are really cool. And I, you know, my sound in my own head stuck out like a sore thumb. So but I you think were a I, kid as well then. Yeah, you? I was younger and I, I thought I was sort of trying to blend in. But now, yeah. So, but to answer your question, I think uh, it's about confidence. I think you start, you just get used to like, yeah, this is how I sound and I'm going to keep sounding like this. And the only time that I will mask it or slightly change my accent is literally British people cannot understand me if I say uh, hall instead of whole <laughs> or t talk instead of talk. Like I have to kind of ape a British accent for people to be to understand that I'm saying, you know, what wa I can't even say it, water. I, I my still, sister had problems when she lived in the States yeah. getting water. She, she would oh, ask for water and get waffles. Yeah. Wafers. Oh, yeah. Does anyone, when you go to America, does anyone say that you sound British? No. Here's oh. what they 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 used to a little bit. Um, I mean, one thing for sure is that my uh, cadence and my inflection is more British than American. So I'll, you know, would you like some coffee? You know that we would go. <laughs> Do you want some coffee? And so I, I kind of uh, they'll pick up on that. But really, what I think people pick up on in America is they think that I've I sound posh, like a posh American, like I've because. I have um, I enunciate uh -huh. uh, so like a New England thing. Oh uh, yeah, like I've gone to a, a good finishing school, you know, a good boarding school finishing school. So to American ears, I sound actually quite elegant and posh. And you guys think that I'm like a big old clodhopper. We see right through it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Hey, thanks for calling, Hugh. Okay. Night. Bye bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You're listening to Talk Radio. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. You never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio. I mean, very unimaginatively, both Katie and I have got quite a standard name, haven't we? Yeah. Well, are you a Catherine not, or are you Katie? I'm Kathleen. But it's not un- unimaginative on our fault. No. But what is it? Like, Ka- Katie, I used to be, there always used to be more Cathy's in my class growing up. And I there'd be a hand, you know, a couple of Katie's. But now I hear Katie all the time, like yelled at toddler. So I, I have a toddler name now, which is, I guess it's good. I don't have an old lady name. No. When I was growing up, there weren't that many up north. And then we moved down south and there were quite a lot, actually, of Catherine's. But none uh, of them were called Catherine. They were all Kate's and Katie's and, yeah, like you say, Kathy's and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But my great grandma, Elizabeth, thought my name was Kathleen till the day she died. Get involved, she, Grandma. She used to call me Kathleen all the time, and it got to the point where we stopped correcting. I was like, okay, whatever. Wow. Exactly. It was no point. I not on the ball, <laughs> Grandma. Focus. Hey, happy tree. Hey, Kathleen. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> We've um, had a bit of trouble getting hold of you tonight. What's going on? I don't know. I was speaking, and you weren't hearing it, so... Oh, how odd. We can't have I don't that. I don't know what's going on. Maybe Brexit is not allowing British people to speak to uh, the greater EU or something like that. That'll be it. That'll be it. The um, onslaught has begun. Yes. Um, Nice to hear you in fine fettle. Thank you. Uh, With uh, with Katie as well. I remember you from the... the, I've forgotten what the the show was. Now, was it the tube? No, the word. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. so yeah, I was just interested. I mean, I, I've been listening. I haven't phoned for ages, but I've been li- still listening now and again. But I just lost the interest in phoning uh, any radio for some reason. But you sparked my interest by you were talking about invasion of personal space. Yes. Well, um, I have just left a job because of this that has been going on for about two years, and it's, it's well. I mean, as a man, do I? get to complain about sexual harassment yes <laughs> yes you of do um, of course so certainly it's it, it's interesting well it's interesting from the perspective that i now know what it is and and how insidious it is because yeah. you just can't 
prove anything, and exactly. you can't. You, you see, and, and it just totally, it just makes you feel very, um, what's the word? Unsure of yourself, very unshaky. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, a, you feel a, very weird. A lot of a lot of its power is the fact that it's could be passed off as being in your mind. Well, I mean, it's like oh, well, it's it's this horrible. But I mean, I won't go into all the, the details of my workplace. Uh, but was it a woman <laughs> I was, then that I was, was a doing? Yeah, well, well I mean, the thing is, being a language teacher, I'm I'm always working predominantly with women mm-hmm. because mainly women do languages. So um, I found myself the only male in the eight-strong language centre in this school uh, in Estonia. I won't mention exactly where it is because it would be identified and I'm going to slag them off. (laughs) But um, I have never encountered such corruption and lies, blatant lies. Am I so naive? The boss goes to a meeting and they tell her something. She then comes back and she has a meeting with us and she tells us, it's just a, a fiction. And it's like, oh, well, they said that, and then they said that, and this wasn't my idea. And the whole thing was her idea. And then she comes up and, well, okay, let's get on back onto the main subject. What she did to invade my personal space was touching, pressing into me when she comes up to my desk and looks at something on the computer and, you know, just kind of leaning into me. And I'm like, what's she doing? But when they start doing that, you just think, oh, well, maybe they're just leaning too far out. Who knows yeah. what? You think, well, that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> And then it goes on and on, and you think, what, what are you doing? Um, and then the worst thing she did, which was very weird, was that, you know, I'm sitting at a desk, so I'm at that height, and when I, she wants to speak to me, she came and came up to the desk and crouched, like squatted down, and looked up at me, and showing, you know, what there would, there would be on view um, oh. in that position. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're my boss. And I'm here to teach people. I'm not here to flirt with, and you're married anyway, and I'm not interested. And what, what are you doing? And this is totally inappropriate. Yeah. And it turns out that she'd been going round the entire school for two years, flirting with all the militia people. And, oh, maybe I've, I've mentioned what it is now. And um, they were all completely enthralled to her miniskirts and high heels. And right. In, in the middle of a meeting, she would sit in the middle of the of the of the room and just have her skirt like up at her waist, you know, the kind of thing where it rides up, you know, when you put cross one leg over the other. Oh my god. And she would wear and she would wear stockings but had a pattern specifically at the top. So that and I'm thinking, Well we're not meant to see that and oh, so I had to leave that place. I was just I can't I couldn't take it anymore. But it was just it's an interesting thing you're it's describing because, of course, you know, it's sort of like your typical reader's wives fantasy. But when you, it's happening in reality, and when it's your boss and, and she's being a sexual predator. Yeah, yeah it's, it's but total... all those things you're talking about, standing a bit too close, pressing against you, um, uh, accidentally giving you flashes. That's all standard predator behavior yeah. that men do. You know, yeah, so... it's, a, it's a power. Yeah. It's a power play. She's daring you to say it something. It is a totally power thing because she, she was in cahoots with her superior, who is a high-ranking officer, who can basically do whatever he wants. So she, we suspect, you know, he had a he would do anything to protect her from everything. So we suspect that there was something you know, going on there. And so she could carte, carte blanche to do anything she wanted. And so I would go to people and complain and say, "What's going on?" And they would say, "Oh, well, that's just her," and you know, just. 
you're overreacting. Why don't you just ignore it? And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do this. And, and I, I, do you think there's also so, an element of sexism as well, where it's like, well, you know, men can't be bothered by that because that's what men like. No, you lucky devil. Fancy being able to get that. Well, I mean, we've already got people on uh, YouTube saying, oh, where is this office? He's like, you know. Yeah, right. But, you know, if it's happening to you there, and it's there, unsolicited. Some, there, and... Are there, there were some, some reactions like that. You know, it's difficult to be taken seriously when... Uh, and then, and well, one time, you know, you know how you sort of subconsciously react, and you don't mean to. Yeah. So I was going through the same same door as her at the same at the same time. She, you know, I was going one way, she the other, and I just walked, I thought I just walked through it, and she was like, "Oh, right." And then I looked at my position, and I'm like contorting huh. my, you know, like my feet, my feet are on the ground, but my waist is like pushing away from her. Yeah, right. body kind of, language. This, this, you know, this bent shape as I'm trying to walk as far away from her as possible. Pretzeling yourself. Yeah. Oh God, you're talking about um, maneuvers that a lot of women will have found themselves doing over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And but and uh, it's no less valid when it happens to a man. I mean, do you? I, I guess you both have encountered this in your uh, professional lives. I have. I don't know that I have in that. Oh, you know what? I, some people take advantage. Uh, who is that creepy racing uh, commentator? That oh, older guy with all the McCrick, hair. John McCrick. Yeah, yeah. So he, I had to meet him once uh, on oh. on the word, and I went to shake his hand, and he did that that weird, creepy little finger scritch, oh, you know, no. in the palm of the hand, which just suddenly feels really intimate and and it violating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was up for it, and uh, it was most unwelcome, and it was on camera. So I couldn't react to it. Was that the night you hosted the pig racing with Jar Jar Gabor? Oh, it may well have yeah. been. <laughs> oh, happy days. Hey? That sounds blissful. In a parallel universe. <laughs> happy Tree, thanks for giving us a ring. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.